Welcome to the Outdoor Ed Podcast. My name is Matt Mascarinas. No, my name is not Ed. It'd be a lot cooler, funnier, probably both, maybe more cooler if it was Ed and this was the Outdoor Ed Podcast, but uh, unfortunately, that is not the case. Uh, my name is Matt Mascarinas, and uh, I am the host of the show. Thank you for uh, tuning in downloading the podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts uh the usual places is where you can find this for sure uh spotify apple podcast uh google place things like that um are uh just type in outdoor ed podcast and uh, you should be able to find it uh if there's not any place that uh that you like well see it's i always find it interesting when um when they when people say if there's not a place you can't get it and let me know so I can look at putting it there but how are you listening to it and I mean maybe oh, maybe you could have got it from a friend anyway wherever it is that you get your podcasts that's where you can find my podcast and uh, as always give it uh, a subscribe and uh, rate and review um, the more stars the better obviously. And that lets it uh, build up so it becomes more uh, available to people that search podcasts like this and to help out those that are looking for shows like this. Today's episode is going to be mainly, I I guess, pretty much the entire show uh, will be geared toward ice fishing. And this is this will be actually episode one of the 2020 season. And I'm excited for the 2020 season as uh, 2019 was a little bit of an off year, I could say, for us here at Outdoor Ed. And um, one of the things that we have added new uh, to the show is is it's a little bit going to it's, it's going to be a little bit more uh, tightened up. I be tightened up. I always like to uh, just like I've been telling my wife lately. um I've uh, I've been putting on. I was trying to find a, a nice way to tell myself this, even though I know this and I've told myself this a thousand times already, uh, just in the past month in particular. But um, I put on a little. I put on a couple pounds there. Uh, I am, if you don't know, I am a stay-at-home dad, and also. Uh, Outdoor and amb- overall outdoor ambassador, uh, fishing, hunting, camping, uh, anything outdoors that uh, I can do, especially those three things uh, in particular, I love to do. So um, I have a lot of time at home. It's been really cold this past month, February for us here, uh, as I am located in Denver, Colorado, in the northern part of the city. Uh, I it's been cold here lately. And I haven't been able to get out during the day with the kid, with my uh, 18-month-old, and really move around as much because it's cold. Now, we get out here and there, but it's not a lot of movement from my part. And um, it's just been it's just been tough for me to get anything, any exercise, you know, any movement. Now, you're probably saying, well, Matt, you should probably put a higher emphasis uh, on your, uh, your there's things you can do inside and I know this there's push-ups I have kettlebells I do kettlebell routines um, but most of the time my uh, the the I should say the peak of my activity level 
is when I'm chasing around my toddler. So we haven't been able to do that. So I packed on a couple pounds and I've eaten a lot of bread recently and that that can get to you, uh, get to me in particular, I should say, just talking for me, bread beats me up and uh, make me balloon. So I've got put on a couple pounds. So um, I've been uh, telling my wife, you know, I got to tighten up, got to get tightened up. Well, that's kind of what I did with the show also. Uh, I said all that to come swing it back around to why I was tightening up the show and what I was meaning by that. Um, this show, if you're a previous listener of the podcast, and I thank you very much for sticking around and not uh, unsubscribing, but if you did, that's okay. Hope you can come back and um, we can, uh, I can make it up to you. But uh, moving forward, I plan to tighten up. I was getting a lot of questions and a lot of um, people not really understanding what the podcast was about, and there really wasn't a a structure, I guess, as to what to say. So I was getting people that uh, were looking for something else, and they were getting something different. So I've tightened it up, and uh, starting this year, 2020, um, and this will be included, uh, we're looking at getting a website going. And, uh, so we have a calendar on there. If you're here local, like I said, Denver, Colorado, Northern part of the city, but Colorado in particular, the Rocky mountain region in general, uh, is where a lot of the conversation is going to come from, uh, outside of, you know, some ice fishing topics or some other topics, uh, that, uh, we will get outside of. It's not going, it's, it's going to be a regional show, but it will, it's not going to be specifically, you know, we will get into some things that are more on a national, maybe even, you know, in a world thing when it comes to uh, out the outdoors. And in particular, uh, fishing, camping and hunting. Those three activities uh, will be discussed a lot on the show, maybe mix in some, you know, some things, different things here and there. But in particular, if you are a fan and you are interested in uh, learning, getting inspired, uh, or just listening to others' experiences uh, on those three activities, or just being outdoors in general, um, this is this. Uh, I'd like, like, like I said, I'd love to give you love for you to give the podcast a listen. If you like it, again, subscribe and rate and review. Um, but yeah, we're depends on I guess where you are in the in the country, United States. And in some parts of, see, I really don't know what the ice fishing scene is, you know, in Europe. Uh, <clears throat> that's that's kind of the places where I would imagine you would be ice fishing. Um, I can't think of, yeah, I see, I just can't really, I, I can think of people doing it. I know they have the ice fishing championships and uh, in, in parts of, uh, I, I, I want to say Sweden, um, you know, uh, places like that. So I know I've seen it and they catch, they target really small fish, really small fish. It looks like, so I don't really, but I don't really know where they are when it comes to ice fishing. I don't really know where they are in their seasons, but I know here in the United States and especially North America, you know, I know in Alaska, there is some ice fishing, but some, some cases though, that ice gets so thick that it may be difficult to dog a hole, uh, drill a hole there. So I don't, and I don't have a lot of touch on, on Alaska, but I do have people that live in Alaska. So if that could be something, 
that would be interesting. I know there's rainbow trout, stock trout up there, uh, some steelhead. Obviously, I don't know if they. I don't know if they do a lot of ice fishing for uh, the salmon or any. Because I don't think those. No, I don't think those bays lock up. Pike. They do a lot of pike ice fishing too, and open water fishing is pike. So up in Alaska, but I know definitely United States and in most of Canada, you there's ice fishing or opportunities to ice fish at least. And there's a lot of places that, especially in the Midwest, that usually lock up. And what I mean by lock up, get solid ice, good fishable ice. And they usually get that around that December, I mean, maybe even late November time period. And it was difficult year for some of those places that usually ice up. And, and the places they usually call along the ice belt. And the ice belt, you can kind of look at, it goes from uh, maybe north south dakota the through you know the midwest kind of right in through wisconsin um minnesota obviously and then right up into right up into canada there's that there's that ice belt and i've tried to find a good link or a website i could leave in the show notes or something like that that can give you a better idea of what that ice belt looks like but it's a sense just think of just think of the places in the United States where it's always cold. It's always cold in, you know, in, in Minnesota, it's always cold. St. Paul, it's always freezing, it looks like. Um, Minneapolis, it looks like it's always cold. Uh, Fargo, you know, places like that, that it's just like, oh, it just looks like it's always miserably cold. Uh, so that's kind of where your ice belt's going to be. Um, and then I, I can't remember what they call the places like, you know, like the Rocky Mountains. The Rocky Mountains isn't so much in that ice belt. But this year, we did have a good year. Um, we actually had really cold weather in November, abnormally cold weather in November, that uh, gave us an opportunity for early ice, especially in the high country. So there was a lot of spots that we could get to in the high country. And then down here on the front range, which is the front range is going to be anything east of the um, the continental divide, I guess you can say. Uh, if you get a look on a map, right where the mountains start, anything east of that, right up in that area, I would look at being the front range, so to speak. So down here, uh, we got ice, good fishable ice. We had it in December, you know, almost beginning of December. So that was a great opportunity for us so we're kind of in that late almost uh in that starting to beginning of late ice down here on the front range we're pretty much almost done there are there's ice holding on on particular bodies of water like chatfield bear creek um aurora still has ice places like that are holding on to ice a little bit longer Especially in those in those areas that they usually do, like you know, a Chatfield South, that that South area really holds ice there, uh, the bays in Aurora, um, and uh, it's it's um, it's holding on here longer. But there's other parts of there's there's boating opening today. March first usually is the typically the first day of open open boating, and um, there's places that are opening up now. So it's 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 real funny how in certain areas i mean there was there's there's parts of there's some there's a handful of lakes that actually people were boating on as of this week 
We've had a warmer week this week, uh, and we're going into another warm week. We got a storm coming in today, but I don't think it's going to do much. But we we did almost almost have two ice seasons down here on the Front Range because it was really cold in November. wasn't too didn't do too much in December and January after it really got cold. Uh, the, the first couple times at the end of Dece- or November into December, and then it was just mildly we'd get cold here and there. Okay, we'd have cold nights, so it locked it up. But then we had another freeze in, in February that locked that refroze a lot of lakes. Gave us more opportunities, which typically on an average year, we would have boats out on almost all of the reservoirs here around the metro area, the front range of Denver, Colorado. Uh, But that's not the case this year. It's only maybe a a handful that you can put your boat in. Um, But we have ice fishing in the high country that's probably going to last maybe to mid-April. Uh, if, if we're lucky, if it stays cold, I know there's a lot of slush up there. And, and, and if you're, I heard there was parts of uh, the Midwest that was dealing with a lot of slush also. So I know it's been that slushy year and that slushy year is when it doesn't get cold enough to freeze that, to get everything froze before it snows again. And that's where you run into that slush situation. So this time of year, that that mid to late ice, and there's other places that have that mid ice period. But what we're experiencing here in the Rocky Mountain region is that 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 almost late ice, but just maybe just going. You know, if it was a banana, it'd be kind of you'd start to see some dark spots on it. You know, just where it's getting close to the end. And even in the high country, we're still kind of just on the tip of that, maybe getting close to late ice with the month left. But it's it's just becomes that that fishing period where you start to see things start to get catched up. Do they start to spawn again? You know, the um, the trout start to go through their kind of phase. I don't really know how successful of a spawn they get. That's not really what I'm talking about. But they go through the phases. They go into that mindset. So that can fire up some bites because what we've had is the snow on top. There's been a lot of snow in the high country on top of that ice and creating a very, very little light penetration. So then you have oxygen levels and then you have just fish just become where it's that mid ice season bite in the high country. That's kind of where we're at. We're getting close to that that late ice but we're kind of right in that that right in that middle range of of those two seasons of ice fishing the mid you know the early mid late so we're right in the middle of those that mid and 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 late season but i think with uh i think with with this gosh see it's because there's been a lot of snow up there man there's been so much snow in, in our high country here in the Rocky Mountains that uh, we're like, and, and then March is usually our, our snowiest month. So it's going to get, with the, with the snow in particular, it's going to get crazy to see if we can still get to those opportunities to ice fish. And and remember, there's, there's, a, there's I would say just a little bit, maybe, see, I don't have a good handle on that. I always say a handful. But I think there's a little bit more than that, maybe close to 10 bodies of water that we can put snow machines on. We could put four wheelers on and maybe we can drive on even. I know there's not very many we can drive on, but things are just different out here. 
Um, so we're walking to a lot of these areas and, and, and big bodies of water, big bodies of water with big areas to cover that uh, we can't put a snow machine on. So it makes things difficult for us. And if we're strudging along in, um, in the slush and, you know, even if you do have some kind of snowshoe kind of deal going, it can be very, very difficult and you can't move around. You can still fish. You can still fish, but it's hard to move around as much, especially if you're a runner and gunner. So this time of year, you know, what my what my expectations be, start to become, especially if I'm ice fishing, you know, there's like like there today, man, I was so tempted to go out and uh, go do some carp fishing today. And um, it just didn't work out. I got uh, I decided to get these podcasts out. Uh, more, I put more emphasis on getting these podcasts out than carp fishing, uh, depends on how many I get banged out, put in the, in the, uh, what do they call that in the can, so to speak? Um, I might get some carp fishing in today, but as of now, I'm still, I'm, I'm in that between period where, where I was planning for a couple lake trout trips coming up this, uh, within the next few weeks. And uh, possibly trying to get out and uh, especially tomorrow, um, get out and go chase some smallmouth here on uh, on the ice now um, on a local body of water here. So that still has fishable ice and I don't know how long we're going to need to have there. So I want to get out and get some of those smallmouth that uh, might be moving around, get more active. But I want to capitalize, you know, the best of my opportunities this year or this part of the season when I go ice fishing and the kind of mindset what I've learned to to pick up and it's not so much on where you are going to go target these fish what I mean any any type of fish anything that you're going to target right now there's a lot more things that it just comes to bait to lures, to, to things that, that you're going to catch them with. I see a lot of emphasis being put on those, on those two things in particular. You know, it's always when you're talking to buddies or you're talking to other anglers out there, what, what did you use? You know, what were you using? What bait were you using? And, and things like that. And it's more of how are you, how are you fishing the fish? What are the fish going through? How are they reacting right now? What are the conditions they're they're dealing with? And I've always looked at fishing to those to those conditions. And this part of the 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 part where we're at right now, part of the seasons where we're at right now, like I said, we're in that middle going into later. So I'm gonna start to think about if these fish I'm gonna go start checking these areas. I'm gonna start checking shorelines. I stay pretty much shallow the entire season, any species, any species, except for maybe panfish, and that's perch. But I, I usually stay very, very, and I haven't had a good opportunity to go fish for perch this year, which is driving me crazy because there's some dudes out here this year that are whacking perch, and I just really haven't had the time to really get out there and go chase them. But besides perch, I try to stay shallow. And when, and I know shallotives, rallow, rallow, I just combined words, um, that's one for grammar. I always keep track of grammar during these shows or these podcasts. And at the end, I will tally up and usually grammar always beats me, always gets me. But I, um, <laughs> now I forgot what I was talking about. I usually try to stay, stay shallow and shallows relative. Okay. So whether I'm fishing 
top to bottom or I'm fishing shallow in the water column. I could be fishing 100 feet of water, for example, for lake trout. If I'm targeting lake trout uh, or even kokanee salmon, which I need to do that. But um, or th- this season, at least, um, if I'm targeting lake trout in particular, like shallow is relative. If I could be in 100 feet of water, top to bottom, and I'm targeting that shallow column, I'm targeting that 60 foot, uh, that 70 foot, maybe I'm not on the bottom in particular. So that's what I like to do. I, I relatively stay shallow the entire season, but especially this time of year, whether I'm down or I'm down here on the front range looking for a, a warm water species, I've caught walleye melting right now. And I've, I've caught trout melting right now, going through all that stuff. I've caught trout spitting eggs right now. So they're, they're going through that mindset. So instead of thinking, you know, I'm going to go out to a certain depth deep, it's try to think shallow and, I, and, and move in uh, a little closer to those areas that have current. And now when I'm suggesting fishing close to areas that have current during ice fishing, obviously you're going to be very, very, very careful, especially if you're getting close to those late seasons. But I'm not talking about going and fishing, you know, mouths of uh, mouths of inlets. I'm not I'm not talking about fishing right on top of those things. I'm talking about locating those areas, rocky shorelines, rock uh, things like that. Um, if if you do have a rocky lake that's out there, go find somewhere that is close to water coming in and out, and try to find an area. Try to find an area that that. Um, that you could that you could see a lot of fish congregating around, that you can see a lot of fish coming in, and go and test those areas out. See if you can catch some fish in those areas. And if you're not, maybe you catch one or two. And if they have, they're going through. They have the characteristics of going through a spawn. They're they're doing the things that that th- those fish do. And then you're catching some that aren't. You catch some some fish that that you know they're still they're still. Uh, I guess you can call them green. I don't know if you really want to call them green yet because I, I don't those I'm not saying those fish are going through their spawning or doing anything like that. They're just kind of getting ready to go and they show some signs. You get some that just they're so excited, you know, it's like um, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying I, I, I'm trying to make this a family show, but I could have went down a different road there. But when you're all excited to go out to go to McDonald's or something, you know, they're really excited and they come rushing in. And uh, those are the first ones to come in. McDonald's was a horrible analogy. I apologize for that. I should have just went with the way I was going to go. But you get what I'm saying. They're get, they get pumped up and they get excited. They're usually the young ones. They're the first ones. They've never really done it before. So they jam in there first. And then, you know, they really don't know what to do. So you catch them. Um, you'll catch some fish like that. And you'll catch some fish that, that you're just kind of cruising around, checking things out. Not really sure that they're ready to start doing anything. They know it's a little early. They got all the little ones or the ones that are super excited to run around and they're doing their things. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm talking about this could be rainbows. Uh, this could be walleye. Those are the typical ones here in the Rocky Mountain region that, that we have that kind of start to go through that phase around this type of this time of year. So, so think about that. What are these fish doing right now? What position should I put myself in to where I can target these fish, maybe beat them there? And, you know, there can be so many areas that you can cover. There's so many areas that um, that you can uh, that you can get to uh, that you maybe even known before. Maybe you even when this ice is off. 
This is where you target some fish casting. You know, there's a lot of those places like, oh, man, it's fortunate that we have ice longer on this type of body because that's kind of the situation we're in uh, in some of these lakes where ice is on longer than it usually is. So maybe we, we, we're casting to these areas. We'll get out. It's going to be the same situation. That's the the biggest thing that people kind of kind of misunderstand is that early ice and then that later ice is kind of when those fish, they're so used to. To, um, they're still going to go through their go through the thing, go through what they're going to do. It doesn't matter what's on top. They're going to start to go through what they're going to do, what they normally do. And and it really, it, whether there's ice up there or not, those fish are going to go in there. Typically they are. Typically. But fish those conditions. Fish what what you know what uh, what the fish are going to do, and I know that's that's kind of a loaded kind of kind of comment there statement uh, that because you really don't know what they're going to do, but yeah, you do. You know they're going to eat, you know they're going to spawn, and you know they're going to try to keep from being eaten. So, you, meet them somewhere in between those areas, right? Try to find some somewhere where they're at, and try to use the times of year. The situations that those three things apply, and then you can pick other things that these fish do too. That you can, you can uh, program or you can pattern. Oh, pattern them on. You know, there's that word pattern. So, those are things to think about uh, this time of year, especially. And you know, uh, safety. Safety is always a number one thing. I would start putting life jackets on, especially if you don't have a float suit. There's the, the float suit technology out there. My I, I used the lockout suit, and then this year uh, I've started to run the Legend uh, suit from Eskimo, and I love them. I love those suits. The float suits are, are, are tremendous. There's a lot of them out. There's a lot of options for them, too, out there in different price ranges. So if you don't have one of those, start putting life jackets on. Start keeping that kind of stuff on you. Maybe start looking more at putting a, a plank in your in your truck uh, along with your gear, something like that, because the shorelines are going to start to get, uh, they'll defrost sooner than, than uh, anything else will. They'll defrost. They'll lose ice. You'll start to lose ice more on the shorelines because that, you know, the shoreline warms up faster, whether it's mud, rocks, sand, whatever it is, it'll retain that heat warm up that shoreline and you'll lose you'll lose uh you'll walk out in the morning on a frozen you know a couple inches of ice no problem but you come back to get off that ice midday and you got uh four <laughs> four or five feet of open water you got across so try to get a plank be prepared for things like that you know always a good idea but safety first always tell somebody where you're going change your clothes things like that so that's gonna do it uh today's episode of the outdoor ed podcast uh fish camp hunt and i hope you enjoyed it and again i like to reiterate if you do like the show please subscribe and leave me a rating and a review hopefully a good one um, and that way other, uh, people, other folks such as yourself can find this. Um, but anyway, ah, look at that man. The great outdoors, huh? Yeah, great outdoors. Yeah.